Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another exciting episode of How I Teach with Language Arts Lady. So I am going to just dig right in today to today's topic, which is first person essay writing. You are the character for a middle school. So this book, this assignment comes from Peter Pan level two, which is right on Peter Pan, right for a month, Peter Pan level two. Um, and that is the fourth and fifth grade level. I'm going to be giving tips to how to use it with maybe a second and third grader, as well as how to use it with the next level, level three of sixth, seventh and eighth graders also. So without further ado, let me dig into the teacher's notebook. First of all, let's get some housekeeping uh, things out of the way. So if you are watching me on the video, you will see that I have the teacher's notebook in front, open right now for us. And I'm gonna eventually, as I teach, I'm gonna move over to my PowerPoint. But right now I just want to draw your attention to the teacher's notebook episode sheets. And this is a teacher's notebook that is available for you to download, to use with your students. It has uh, a lot of the assignment in it so that you can actually use this very assignment. You can also use the teacher's notebook sheets and do a different first person essay. So this is a Peter Pan character. You could do literally any character's viewpoint um, from first person for this project. It doesn't have to be a Peter Pan one. Now, you know that I have samples for every project um, in all of my meaningful composition, one semester books, as well as in all of my month long downloads, as well as in all of my Teachers Pay Teacher products. So. Um, the sample is from Peter Pan, but you can still teach your students how to write from first person, from a, a character's viewpoint using the sample from Peter Pan, regardless of what character they are doing. So you could let them choose whatever they want um, <clears throat> if you if you'd like. Now, if you are doing like some kind of Peter Pan unit or something like that, then of course, this would be the best way to go, right? Or you could do it um, in conjunction with a read aloud, um, just so many options, right? To bring um, the writing into the content areas as well, like um, into uh, like some of the Peter Pan things are actually brought into the uh, Victorian England studies for the older kids, just so many options, right? Um, so uh, this teacher's notebook is available for you for free. So be sure you hop on over to get it. Let me tell you where you get that. You're going to go to languageartsladyblog.com forward slash, that's all the teacher's notebooks, forward slash, where is that? How I teach. Okay, simple, right? And then you'll find episode 14 there. All right, so I'm going to move on over to my PowerPoint, which is the same as the teacher's notebook, but it is um, in landscape. And so it has half pages instead of full pages. So you want to get the teacher's notebook to actually use and print off because it's full eight and a half by 11 sheets. The PowerPoint is just for ease of teaching. All righty, so here we go. Slideshow from beginning, yay us. All right, so um, I'm going to be teaching you how to teach a first person essay where your student is the character, okay? And as I said before, this is a fourth slash fifth grade level project, um, but I'm gonna give you some tips for both directions. And um, yeah, I love, love, love teaching this. It is one of those things that I've talked about in previous episodes, how when the students see the samples, they get so excited 
with the sample, like, oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to do shmi, or I'm going to do hook, or I'm going to do windy. And they get so excited about it from the sample. This is one of those that students get really, really excited from the sample. Um, I think it's just because they can see how simple it could be, right? It doesn't look so laborious to them. They can see how they could do this too. I think just empowering students to see you can do this too is huge. And that is what I'm all about. Empowering students, giving them the tools, giving them the resources, giving them the equipment, giving them the skills, right? Because we love teaching and we love students. All right. So um, again, this is from that. These books used to be called Write on Peter Pan. So you're going to see that, right? In, uh, they are all being changed over to Write for a Month. Um, just it's more indicative of what they are. There are 40 of them, Write for a Month. And they are at Language Arts Lady Store. And they are gradually at Teachers Pay Teacher Store. And they're one month projects. So like this one has um, three projects totaling four weeks in it. Um, I don't have those. Have those right in front of me? Let me see here. Okay, yeah. So this has, this particular book has sentence by sentence outline um, and story. Peter Pan finished this scene. So they, they take a scene that I give them and then they finish it whichever way they want. Um, it has a sentence by sentence outline for the story. Then the next one is finish the scene. And then the last one is this first person account of Peter Pan, a character. So <clears throat> it is one month long in total, but I'm just showing you um, one week. So here we go. All right, you know my expectation explanations. So we always start with what is expected of the students. Again, you can use any expectation explanations that you want. You can give them a one-page cheat sheet that's really simple, divide it into squares, lay it all out like that. You can put the expectations on the board. You can put it on a you know, writing wall. Um, I prefer that they have a copy in their personal, um, that they have it themselves, that they have a copy of the expectations themselves. So, and, and I know that just looking at this, it can be like, wow, my kids could never look at all that. But I do this with 50, 60 to 100 students every year and they all do it, <laughs> all right? So I just think it's important to note that kids learn whatever we expect, whatever we teach them to expect. So this expectation explanation, we call it the overview for this essay. And uh, at first I have them right in the margins. It's so stinking cute at the second and third and fourth and fifth grade levels, especially. So cute that you have them right in the margins. I put it on the board. Mom, this is the overview for the whole project. It is not my homework this week. Don't freak out. <laughs> Isn't that precious? Oh my word. Because parents see this and they think they have to do it all. So I tell the students, don't forget, this is the overview. There's the first half and the second half. And at the bottom of the second half, um, and again, if you're in your teacher's notebook, it'll all be one page. Um, it says that this overview box, which is provided at the beginning of each assignment is here to give students and teachers an at-a-glance look at the entire composition project. Each step of each lesson is assigned in detail. So my students know their assignments do not come from this box. So we open up this box and we start marking it with highlighters and making margin notes and things like that. So let me tell you what I would say to these little cuties. Here we go. So I would say we're gonna write an expository essay where we expose the reader to something and we are going to write it in first person. And um, just kind of how I bring the skills all together. 
When my second and third graders write a first person essay, I give them the source. So I either give them a third person source that they change into first person, or I give them notes that they use to write in first person. And so I am not asking so many new, unique, individual skills of a student all at the same time, especially in the younger grades. So I'm not asking a second and third grader to learn how to write in first person, to learn how to research, to learn how to outline, to learn how to write, to, to uh, write from an outline, but change that from third person to first person, if they got it like from an encyclopedia or an online source, and um, potentially add quotes, which they don't in this one. But I'm not, I am making it incremental. So if this were a second and third grade project, like the first person, second and third grade projects throughout my books, you will see that they have like the, the source already given. They'll have a whole list of characteristics of different characters. They choose one of those characters. They use those notes and then they make it in their own first person. But this level, they've already done that, right? So we're doing this incrementality. So they have the skills of, writing in the first person, they've done it a little bit, right? And now they're going to find their own source. All right, so again, that's just a, the, the, and they're finding it for, what is it? I think it's um, two paragraphs or three paragraphs, depending on if they're basic or extensions. You can see that in the number of paragraphs in the body of your essay. All right, whereas then we bump up from this level two, fourth and fifth grade to a sixth, seventh and eighth, and they might do a five or six paragraph first person, right? And so we are just incrementally adding skills, adding steps, adding length, adding expectations. All right, so they are going to choose a character from Peter Pan, and I always give them a list of options. This is Roman numeral one in the overview box. Um, Peter Pan, Tinkerbell, Wendy Darling, George Darling, Mary Darling, Nan Nana, Tiger Lily, Crocodile, Mermaids, Lost Boys, Captain Hook, Mr. Schmee. All right, and then, so they sometimes will highlight it right away. I know I wanna do Nana. I know I wanna do Nana. I love that, I love that dog. You know, they'll just say that. Or I for sure wanna do the mermaids. I love mermaids, right? Or, you know, the boys will say, I for sure wanna do Captain Hook. I wanna talk like him, you know, so precious. All right, and then the next Roman numeral there. So they might highlight at this point, but I tell them they don't have to choose yet. These are just some ideas and they can choose something else. Although these are most of the characters that they might be able to find information about. Um, then no Roman numeral two, basic students will write two paragraphs, extension students will write three for the body and uh, four to six sentences in each paragraph. This is Roman numeral three for basic and six to eight for extensions. No separate opening paragraph. We are going to use a thesis and a thesis reloaded rather than another paragraph. And this is another difference between level two, fourth and fifth, and level three, six, seven, and eight. They might have a three paragraph body, and then they might have an opening paragraph that they have to add to that and a closing paragraph that they have to add to it. So that'll be another way that you can differentiate. You can have them do the older kids, you can have them do three paragraphs for the body, and then also have them do um, a closing paragraph where their character signs off or goes back home or something like that. All right, 
Um, and then also going the other direction with uh, second and third, you could have them just do one paragraph of a Peter Pan character in the first person. They'll think that's really fun. All right, and they have other skills that we're gonna teach them as well. Okay, so then we move into the sample because we always, always, always have samples. All right, and I'm actually going to, uh, oh, this girl just got engaged. I saw it on Facebook. <laughs> I love uh, when I use student samples. A lot of times my writing assistant uh, will write them, but there for a while I was using all student samples um, with their permission, of course, and um, that was a lot of fun too. Um, the nice thing about having my writing assistant write them, Zach, is that I can tell him exactly the level, uh, how many sentences per paragraph, how complex I want the sentences, do I want any compounds, do I want any quotes, um, what readability level do I want them. Um, so that is one benefit of using a, a, an editor to write or a, a writing assistant to write the samples for sure. Um, but this is really, really right at their level. So um, it does have compound sentences for sure. But I hope that your fourth and fifth graders are learning about fanboys. And if not, you can check out my T TPT store for that. Um, so three paragraphs for the body. All right. And we're going to we're going to teach from this in just a minute. All right. Then um, I teach them that they have to determine ahead of time. I'm on the sample essay paragraph topics if you are following along in your teacher's notebook. They have to uh, decide what each paragraph is going to contain, okay? Um, so this is the beginning, the foundation, the most important thing that your students can do. And I've mentioned this before, so much so that in my junior high and high school classes, they get graded on their outlines. And if they don't put the topic of paragraph for each one, and it's not distinct, like they can't just put, we just had this actually, where they wrote about the kidneys. We have science topics too. So you have to check those out. But where they wrote about uh, kidneys and some of the kids put paragraph one, kidneys, paragraph B, paragraph of body B, kidneys, paragraph of body C, kidneys. I was like, guys, I just told you last week when you outlined that you can't put kidneys for each paragraph because where does one paragraph stop and where does the next paragraph begin if all of your paragraphs are about kidneys, right? So the students cannot put Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell here. They have to put what they're going to talk about. So she's, it's gonna be Tinkerbell. She's gonna talk about herself in POBA. She's gonna talk about the lost boys in POBB and she's going to talk about Peter Pan and POBC. Okay, this is crucial. I have used this method for 20 years to teach paragraph breaks. And I never send students away from to college <laughs> not knowing where to break their paragraphs. It is ingrained in them from second grade because they always determine what each paragraph is going to contain ahead of time. All right, so then we're gonna start in. Here is their lesson. Now, so far they don't have an assignment, right? So the first assignment here in lesson A is to read the sample first person Peter Pan essay provided in box A1. We'll go back and look at that in just a second and choose a character that you would like to be for this essay and write the name of that character on the line. Like I said, after they read through the sample, they're already like bouncing off the walls, sweet babies. All right, and yes, I call them these things to their face and they just put up with me. They're so amazing. Uh, A3, brainstorm to come up with topics that you think your character might talk about. This could be any, these could be any topics that all your character might know about. 
right? Just write as many things as you can think of. You will not have to write about all of these. So here, this is not a directed brainstorming. I talked about that in episode 13, the importance of a directed brainstorming box. This is a freestyle brainstorming box where they're just like, okay, what could Peter Pan talk about? He could talk about his shadow. He could talk about Peter T uh, Tinkerbell. He could talk about the Lost Boys. He could talk about um, the Darling family. He could talk about um, Hook. He could talk about his fight with Hook. He could talk about the Indians. He could talk about the fairies. He could talk about the mermaids, right? He, he's, he could talk about anything, right? So then from this, they're like, hmm, I have three paragraphs to choose from. And I think Peter Pan would, would, would I think I want to keep it where he talks about his friends. So I'm going to make, I'm going to highlight Wendy. I'm going to highlight Tinkerbell and I'm going to highlight Lost Boys. And those are the three paragraph topics that I am going to write about. Now we have just narrowed, narrowed, narrowed. So we don't have just this Peter Pan guy just talking off the cuff about everything that he knows about, right? We're going to have it very distinct. So here they are. They are going to go back to that brainstorming box. They're going to highlight their three topics or their two if they're basic. And they're going to write it here on A4. So who's your person and what are the three things that this person will tell about? All right, outline each paragraph of your essay on the lines provided. Now at this point, um, they don't have to um, have the first person in place. They can just have um, the information, right? So paragraph A could have everything about Tinkerbell that he might wanna say. Uh, and I'm on the outlining lines now. Notice I put their topic a paragraph there first. Then the next one, topic a paragraph. The next one, they put the next character. So maybe here they put he, they put Lost Boys. And then the last one, maybe they put Wendy, or maybe in a different order. And then they're going to write everything that Peter Pan might say about them. And they don't have to worry about uh, first person yet. Okay, because you can see in the instructions that you're going to write um, notes on each line. You can use bullet, bullet points, full sentences, keywords, since these are going to be your own words. You can look up something online if you want. Um, and you can take it in an informative manner, like from an writer, like writing from an encyclopedia, and then change it to first person. Right. Okay, so let's go back to the sample. And well, let me go to the first person uh, assignment. All right, so um, this first person assignment, it has make some assumptions, right? Every assignment makes assumptions about what your students already know. So it makes assumptions that they already know a little bit about pronouns, right? And so I teach pro is for, nouns are person place thing, a pronoun is for a noun. It takes the place of a noun. It is used for it. Um, and as I get more of my products up at Teachers Pay Teachers, you can get your pronoun lessons there as well. All right, and so um, they're gonna use the words I, me, we, us, okay? And it's still gonna be informative, but it's not gonna be like an outsider giving information. And then this is the important thing. And this is that they are not using quotations, right? Um, what I tell them is that um, they are that person. So the whole thing is going to be in that person's voice. So you don't have to put, quote, my best friend is Tinkerbell. She is a little fairy. 
she has been with me for a long time and she flies around and helps me get into mischief, but she also helps me get out of mischief. She is a good friend of mine, all right? So I tell them the whole thing is gonna be first person. So when the whole thing is first person, you don't have to use quotes, quotation marks, okay? All right, so then after this brief first person assignment and then the pronouns that they're gonna to wanna to use there in box B, then we come back into the sample. And the first thing that we do is go through the entire sample and highlight every first person pronoun. So I have them do this on their own, first of all, and I, can, I might put that list from B on the board. Um, I might put that first person list from B on the board, or I might have them tear it out, or I might give them a little cheat sheet card with first person pronouns on it, okay? But I want them to go through and find it first, all right? Now, again, I've talked about this before, teach, practice, apply, right? So this is still the teaching part. Um, well, the lesson on first person was teaching. This is practice, okay? And then apply is going to be when they put it in their paper, TPA, teach, practice, apply. Yes, I went to college 40 years ago. <laughs> and we learned TPA. <laughs> All right, so they're gonna go through here and they're gonna highlight them. And if, if they kind of uh, get lost or some kids don't really know that much about it, or um, I just feel like I need to rein them in a little bit, I'll have them do the first paragraph and then we'll go over the first paragraph. Then I'll have them do the second paragraph and then we'll go over the second paragraph. So they're gonna highlight all the first person pronouns there. And then I'm going to go over it. So, okay guys, let's go over the first paragraph. I'm stands for I am, me, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, my, I, me, I'm, I, me, I'm just winging it here, uh, me, I, 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 me. All right. So then they're catching up and they're furiously highlighting. Then I say, okay, now go ahead and do the second paragraph and see they've had that interaction. They've had that experience. They know the right answers. And then they go back and do the second paragraph. And then we go over that one. And then they go back and do the third paragraph. And then I say, do you know the difference between saying I'm Tinkerbell, but some of the boys, lost boys call me Tink or Miss Bell? What would we say if we weren't in first person? We would say something like, um, there's a little fairy named Tinkerbell, but some of the lost boys call her Tink or Miss Bell. She is a fairy, so she's very small. And by small, I mean that she is only a few inches tall. I said, but see how instead you become Tinkerbell now. You are Tinkerbell as you write your paper. All right, so then we're moving out of first person. And run out of time again. So they've outlined, they've learned about first person. Now they're ready to write their essay. So you have everything you need to do this project, guys. I have the whole lesson is here. Okay. So um, then the, after they write, they do the checklist challenge. And the checklist challenge, how to was in episode number nine. Um, Editing and revising using the checklist challenge from with Beauty and the Beast checklist challenge booklet, episode nine. All right, 
So then after they do the checklist challenge and we edit it and grade it, then it could, they go back to them and they put in all of their checklist challenge changes that you'll see in episode nine. They put in all of their, all of my edits, all of my assistants edits and any that they find. And then they do a final clean copy. So we call the checklist challenge version, the messy or the colorful. And we call this one, the final or the clean. All right, so this is checklist challenge coding. If you're ready for that advanced <laughs> uh, way of coding. And I will teach more of uh, that in coming lessons. But here we go. Let's just take a quick look because I know I'm running out of time uh, with this checklist challenge. So the checklist challenge is a challenging checklist of um, tasks that they do to their paper. It is, uh, it takes away the vagueness and uh, any kind of um, like, how do you grade this? How do I know what to say here? It takes away all of that um, because it is measurable, extremely measurable. And this has been so good for my students because I used to use like a random one, you know, add some openers at, you know, change some of your verbs and things like that until I designed this more specific one. And it is, um, and we grade very strictly on it because they have to highlight the things in their paper and highlight their boxes in the same color here. So you can see here that the, they have three boxes. I'm down on the first task, read your composition to your teacher or an older sibling. So then there are three boxes, all, all E. So if you remember, everybody wrote two paragraphs, extension students wrote three. So at this point, we go through the checklist challenge and if they wrote two, they put an X with a pen or a pencil on all of the E's. They get rid of all of the E's, okay? And that just tells them that they're gonna do that task however many times they have boxes for. So one per paragraph. Okay, they're gonna circle their verbs. They're gonna change one of their verbs to a strong verb. They're gonna add an adverb. And again, they're gonna code all along the way. They're gonna add a descriptive adjective. And then when you get to only one um, task, once you get to the, the title, then they don't add it if they already have it. So it says, if you've already done this, you should still code the box and code the title so that they match up, but don't put a, sep a second title. So right, then they know, no, I don't want two titles. That's right, I already put a title, so I'm just gonna code it. All right, so that's one for the title. Now, this is really important. This is their thesis statement and their thesis statement reloaded. And this, they're gonna tack on to the first paragraph, their thesis statement, right? And it's gonna say exactly what the whole paper is about. And it's not gonna be separate because there's only one sentence long. So we write sentences that are three sentences, paragraphs that are three sentences or longer. And then this next one is thesis statement reloaded. And they've already had experience with these. We've already taught from them, but I'll go back to the sample and show you the samples, thesis and thesis reloaded. So the thesis is, hi, I'm Tinkerbell, but some of the lost boys call me Tink or Miss Bell. Okay, so that is introducing the whole paper. That is introducing the whole concept of who the paper is about. All right, and then at the very end, they put, um, they put a thesis reloaded. And that was, um, all of us love how we did not have to grow up and we are all still the best of friends. All right, so that is their clo the closing sentence. All right, I hope you have had fun learning about 
the first person, you are the character. That is just so much fun. The kids love these papers and I highly, highly recommend these projects. All right, so back to the back matter again, let me just update you on what is available to you. Um, so you have the whole uh, languageartsladyblog.com forward slash how I teach. That has all of the teachers, that has all of the episodes, okay? So you'll see the episode there, you can click on it, you'll have the audio, you'll have the video, you'll have the PowerPoint, you'll have the teacher's notebook sheets, okay? So you'll have it all. Then if you wanna catch up and grab all of your teacher's notebook sheets from episodes one through 14 so far, you can go to languageartsladyblog.com forward slash teacher's notebook. And then here's some freebies. So these actually have videos with me teaching them. Oh, there's a checklist challenge. I forgot about that. There is a checklist challenge freebie that has a video of me teaching your kids how to do the checklist challenge. So there you go. All of these are free um, and they have videos that go with them. All of the book and uh, all of the books listed here, there's one for each level. Actually, I just didn't put the four and five in this one, levels four and levels five, level four and level five, because um, these are the ones that pertain to this episode. So you can grab those freebies, turn on the video, set your, uh, set your kiddos down, and you can take the week off from teaching. All right, then here are the digital products that you can get at languageartsladystore.com and eventually at Teachers Pay Teachers. We're working on getting those over there as well. So there'll be both places. So if you're a TPT buyer, a shopper, you can get those there. But these are all things that would have to do with this type of writing. And more of them, yep, there are a lot of those. And then here are the one semester books that would have these types of projects in them as well. All right, you can create a class. We, my husband or I um, can teach your kiddos online. Um, or live and in person in the Fort Wayne area. And you can hire one of us just to teach your child any class that you would need. Um, my master's work is in reading education. My husband is trained in Orton Gillingham's dyslexia training for reading. Um, and he's also like really skilled in all high school teaching subject areas. So hire us and private tutoring as well. Thank you for joining me. It has been a pleasure to be with you on this episode of How I Teach. And I hope that you will join me again soon.